Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Well, cheers, everyone. Welcome one, welcome all. Cheers. There we go. <laughs> I am, of course, Katie Patrick, joined, as always, glass clinking by David Fiorazzo. Now, today, we are going to be talking about an 11-year-old boy who was forced to leave the classroom after a drag queen was brought into the classroom to teach a lesson on sex ed. Yeah. The drag queen told the students that they must leave if they don't believe that there are at least, at least 73 genders. Why 73, David? Why not 74? Why not 72? I don't know. There are at least 73. This is how many we've counted, at least. And if you don't believe it, get out of here. I lost track when it went over 50. Oh, Genders. You had them all the way up until 50, and then yeah. it's kind of like memorizing all the digits to pi. 3.14. So, my question is, you know, since drag queens have come become so popular and accepted in our culture and in public libraries and in public schools, uh, in this case, this drag queen forces a child to leave the class for denying 73 genders, and... The, the school teaches anal sex to 11-year-olds. This is according to a report. Students were reportedly shown how skin grafts could be used to craft uh, the male genitalia. I know this is graphic, but, but hey, kids are looking at this and having to learn this, so we can at least talk about it and let you know this is happening. But um, it's the Isle of Man. Interesting. Oh, yes. Fun fact. Yeah. Isle of Man, located between uh, Ireland and uh, England there. Some famous people were born there. Some of my favorites. Oh, no. The Brothers Gibb. Oh, the Beaches. The boys were born there. So. Just so you know. The Isle of Man government has suspended sex education at schools. <laughs> what did it take to get there? After a drag queen allegedly forced his students to leave the class. Now, a petition from parents of students attending Queen Elizabeth II High School previously called for an immediate investigation into the curriculum. All right. So it took this to cause the parents to call for an investigation into the curriculum. So my question, Katie Patrick, is up until that time, did the parents have absolutely no idea what was in the curriculum and how could they possibly be talking about these things it's it's quite possible apparently but let's wow. take a let's take a look at what they had to say about it gender ideologies have also been included in the classroom discussions and in one school this was led by a drag queen they were divided into three groups the first group i'll start with had um, a drag queen come in and the drag queen asked the question how many genders are there the children responded dutifully, there's two. The drag queen said, no, there isn't two. There's over 70, there's 73. One 11 year old child got very upset by that and turned around and said, no, there's not, there's only two. The drag queen unfortunately then responded with, you have upset me, get out and threw this child out of the class. The next group was then taught about sex change operations. They were shown artificial penises and they were then shown a skin graft taken from a girl's arm to use to put onto the artificial penis. The third group 
they were taught oral and anal sex. And a lot of the children are just too traumatised to even talk to their parents. And even when other friends have phoned up saying, they just go, I can't talk about it, just not talking about it. So these are 11 year old kids? These are 11 year old children. Year seven. Year seven. Oh, wait a minute. So we're not talking at the university level here, Katie Petrick. We're oh, not no. talking about university. These are 11 year old kids. And the drag queen was upset. Upset and offended. So the 11 year old boy, you know what? Thank you, drag queen, for getting offended and kicking that kid out of class because whatever he, that kid did while not in class was more beneficial than what w would have been learned by said drag queen. So thank you, drag queen, for kicking that kid out. Why doesn't the drag queen just kick all the kids out of class? They would well, have they been first, better served. They all answered wrongly in the first place, but it, yeah, how it, dare they? it led to that petition by the parents, and it was signed by more than 500, 500 people. So um, it's unbelievable. You heard in that in that interview, uh, very graphic language, but hey, adults, I know we, some of us might be uncomfortable with that kind of language, but sadly, this is what kids are being forced to hear. And you know what, Katie, I think it, it is bordering on some form, at some level of abuse of children when you're pushing these things on these young children today, whether that be wherever that was or in American schools, I think this is very abusive. And it it, it yeah. is quite abusive. It's psychological abuse, yep. emotional abuse, yes. which could lead to physical abuse hmm. with the bullying that may happen if you don't toe the line with the yeah. way they yeah. want you to be. All of this is we are using our children as our little pawns. You can say we're using them as our little toys, our dolls. Our, we're not looking of them at them as children, right? You're supposed to look at your kids and raise your kids up to be good standing citizens, adults, right? You're raising your kids up to be adults. We are raising basically pawns, like children to be pawns, children to be our toys. We mold them into the way of, of having a little narrative that isn't letting the child express who they are as children and grow into adulthood. We're trying to push adulthood onto them at some points. We're trying to push all this narrative of this LGBTQ stuff because to make us feel better, not what's best for the children, but what makes us feel better. Like this drag queen who felt upset because an 11 year old said that there are two genders. <laughs> I was upset. So you then 11 year old child in your school where you should be learning something, yep. not with a drag queen, you're the one who has to leave. I'm the drag queen coming into here, so I get yeah. to stay. I'm Does that make any sense to anyone else? I'm surprised the drag queen didn't say, "I don't feel safe anymore after and, your yeah, exactly. after your response. Uh, you're you're throw you're forcing truth on me." <laughs> um, but by the way, the 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 RSE is relationships and sex education. RSE, that's what they have there. And a spokesperson for that Department of Education told Fox News Digital it is aware um, of this problem and they are apparently going to pause RSE, um, Relationships and Sex Education. Isn't that interesting? With sex ed, they throw relationships and Just sex. That's it's behavior. It's what it's all about. All I got to say is if we start uneducated giving awards out, that 11-year-old boy has just won himself an award because by him saying that there are two genders and getting kicked out of class, all this yep. then came yep. about yep. and they are having to put a pause at least temporarily 
on this nonsense. So 11-year-old, wherever you are, kudos to you. Wasn't an 11-year-old boy that spoke out at that school board meeting and yeah, read that graphic that book read last that, week? He so come on, more too. go 11-year-olds. All right, friends, still to come, a middle school principal in Arizona gets caught sending emails directly or directing teachers to, ready, keep information about changing student genders, pronouns, and names hidden from parents. That's next. Oh, wow. We're here again. <laughs> Another example of the pronoun gender debate with schools not informing parents that, oh, if little Johnny claimed that one time that he felt like Sally that day, that, yes, of course you're Sally, and, and the teachers are going to treat you like you're a Sally, even though you're still Johnny. And, of course, we're not going to tell the, the parents because that would be in no, the teacher's mind, that would be the abuse, right. not telling the truth. Anyway, we're going to talk about this one. We, uh, this time it's happening in an Arizona school district mm -hmm. who is denying that employees and teachers are instructed to comply with a system that withholds gender pronouns and preferred names from students' parents. It's not happening. Mm -hmm. Emails obtained via records request by, again, another shout out today to Nicole Solis, who is uh, the senior fellow with Independent Women's Forum. She's the one who filed an open records request. Kudos. Way to go, Nicole. Uh, it shows the, the emails that were obtained show a Catalina Foothills School District principal emailing a confidential list of students with preferred pronouns all around to the teachers and staff. So oh my goodness. you made this whole document, probably, a, was it a Word document or Excel file? Making the list of here are the students who, you know, have their pronouns and have their different names that they want to go by. Here you go, teachers. Here you go, staff. This is what we're going to do. The email subject line reads in all caps, CONFIDENTIAL, and then it has a colon, list of students with students' pronouns and preferred names different than in Synergy, which must be their uh, software that they use for to get information around to the students. Now, Principal Mark Rubin Tolles, who presides over Orange Grove Middle School, wrote <clears throat> that teachers and staff, if you are like me, you may have been challenged recently to keep some of our kids' pronouns and preferred names straight, interesting term, and to remember what can and can't be shared <laughs> to families. Now, another portion of this email reads that, please be very careful. Students in red are not all caps, not comfortable uh -oh. with us sharing information to their parents or guardians. So those Christian so, students are probably in red. No, they're, 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 those are not the ones in red. They'd be in green because they're the ones who are oh. not. Yeah. Oh, so okay. basically it's like I'm, yeah. I'm the 12, 13-year-old who's saying, hey, teacher, keep all my stuff secret. Okay. Uh, the email continues saying that this can be cognitively challenging. It's our responsibility to protect the student privacy in these matters. So I'm the adult in the room listening to whatever it is that the teenager or middle schooler says, not going by what their parents say mm -hmm. at all. It's yeah. all about the feelings and emotions let, of the Let of the, the children let lead the, the way. Let the children lead the way. I mean, Whitney Houston did once say that. Anyway, <laughs> if you know that song, good for you. Uh, the school's response. <clears throat> do you want to read it or shall I? Uh, you're doing a great job. I like the way you do it. The spokesperson for the district sent a statement. Julie uh, Farberick, the director of alumni and community relations, said, 
This has never been our practice in our school district. We respect any student's preference regarding how they are addressed in school, be it a nickname or a pronoun request. However, as students are informed, if a parent were to inquire, our staff do not keep this information from parents. Uh -huh. Further, we encourage students to discuss these matters with their parents. Oh, really? that's us covering our back ends because she also said, Yes, the email with that subject line is authentic. However, it does not conform to our district's practice. The list should not have been created, and it no longer exists. <laughs> Garbage. Are you, are you Garbage. okay over there, David? Garbage. <laughs> Nonsense. BS. <laughs> BS, BS. Well, you say it as such. Nicole Solis had, I think she put it a little bit more eloquently okay. when she, you know, pretty much stated what her findings were. She says, the school is being coy. Coy. They're saying that they keep secrets from parents until the parents ask if there are any secrets. That's right. The school also pretends that a nickname like Frank in place of Francis is no different from an ideological gender-affirming pronoun indicating a child is under mental dis distress and wrestling with an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. The school has a moral obligation as a matter of safety to notify parents immediately of a child's request to change their sex so that the parents can support their child. Waiting for parents, like waiting for parents to casually inquire about whether their children are in distress is absurd yeah. and wholly insufficient to keep children safe. Because here's what would happen if that's the way it was expected. Every day you have, you know, me, the parents saying, hey, is my kid mental distress? Next day, hey, is my kid mental distress? Next day, hey, is my kid mental distress? What do you think that school district's gonna do? Go away, it's, ugh, that Petrick lady again, caring about what her kids are doing. Just say something. Like they're, not, they, they are, purposely, as she says, being coy about mm -hmm. what they're doing. They're like, oh, no, we would totally tell the parents. But it's the parents who have to, like, suspect that their kid is not the gender they actually are. Yeah, and the pronouns are the same as a nickname? It, yeah, of course. The yeah. pronouns are not the same as a nickname. It, it, Frank and Fer with Francis is not the same as Johnny Bean Sally. Mm -hmm. Anyway, just so everyone knows, uh, the CFSD is a public school district located in Tucson, and they serve about uh, a little over 5,000 students in grades PK, K to 12. But again, this is another isolated, isolated incident. incident. Right, right. Isolated. Anyway, coming up, a middle school in Virginia, you know what part of Virginia we're talking about. <laughs> also uh, decided to send a letter to parents offering college prep classes, urging the black and Hispanic students to apply. But no, no, completely ignoring all of the white and Asian students. You get out of the way, okay? We're going to talk about it next. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E educated. Support this show and a great American company. Well, we might as well just continue the racism we have going on in this country. And I'm talking about about being against the whites and the Asians. What? Yes, the whites and the Asians. Uh, we have a middle school in Awoke, Virginia school district, and you know who it is. We'll get to it in just a moment. <laughs> uh, they sent a letter to parents offering college prep classes. Awesome. Hey, let's let this parents know, hey, we got some college prep courses. But it, the thing is, they were kind of just urging the black kids and the Hispanic kids. <laughs> oh, no. 
Um, and they kind of ignored all those white kids and the Asian students as well. In the letter, as they state, do you have an eighth grader who wants to go to college? And this letter was just sent out, so it's ready for, you know, coming up in, in fall here. Uh, do they fall into one or more of these categories? So one of these categories, let's just um, read it. Yeah, what Fair are these Fats categories? County. Uh, students were the first in their family to attend college in the U.S. Cool. Uh, are they black or African-American students? Are they Hispanic students of one or more race? Uh, are they students with disabilities? Are they English learners? Are they economically disadvantaged students? N no, you're, you're just a white kid or you're just an Asian student who is in eighth grade and wants to go to college someday? Well, you need not apply, according to this. Okay. Because if you have to be in one of those categories to apply for the college partnership program. Whiteies, Asian, get out. What about Native Americans? I didn't see them on there either. Ooh, that's actually a solid point. That's a solid Yikes. point. Yikes. Now, here's the deal about why we're like, specifically talking about the Asian and white mm -hmm. students that it, it draws like attention is because for like Fairfax County, Asian students actually comprise 19%. Oh, that's right. That's 19 right. 19% of the 181,447 students. Right. And this was, that's a lot to have Asian students, 19% of them. The 666,263 white students comprise 37% of the total student population. So you're, you're just going to leave out over half the kids and only focus on the black or African-American students, as it says, or the Hispanic students of one or more race. Okay. Whites, Asians need not apply. They, they don't want you, eighth graders. Sorry. They have other things to think about. It's Fairfax. This should be expected. In all the episodes we've done on Educated, I think Fairfax has gotten more attention to itself than, than any others. Fairfax and Loudoun County. Yeah, if we want to lump them together. Yeah. But in Virginia, those two school districts, yeah. which are very close to, oh, yes, Washington, D.C. Oh, that's what's um, wrong with Virginia. That part of Virginia, right. yeah. D.C. So, yes, yes, yes. Um, so... The Fairfax School District's anti-discrimination policy states, quote, no applicant or employee on the basis of race, sex, color, age, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, national origin, genetic information, pregnancy status, childbirth or related medical conditions, marital status, veteran status, and disability... <sighs> <laughs> shall be denied the benefits of or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity as required by law. And what did we just show on that thing there that they were... Oh, what's missing? Oh, yes, yes. white. White, Asian. White, Basically white only Asian. specifics. Get well, isn't, wasn't that the... Uh, didn't we do a show like, I don't know how many months ago where the Asians and I think it was in Fairfax were scoring high right. on oh, some yeah. of the they are know, so they said oh wait a minute, we got to do something about we got to do something <laughs> the Asians are scoring mm. so, too high they're, they're ruining the curve they were how <laughs> dare you it's it's racist then then they say it's racist because if <laughs> if the groups that they want 
to score higher aren't scoring high, then obviously you must bring everyone down. You can't raise people up. You have to bring the others yeah, down. You've got to wreck that whole system then if, if, you, if it's not producing the results that you want. To follow your, your narrative. Your woke results. Yep. So uh, this, is, this is what's happening over in Fairfax, which is to be expected. Yes. Because it's Fairfax. Anyway, I want to get to something fun. Let's and do it. The best part of my week is always taking a look at our latest Babylon Bee headlines because they're just fun and they bring a little smile to my face. And it's hard to narrow it down to just five, but I we know. do. We do. So stay with us. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. All right, before we wrap up this show for the day, let's take a look at everyone's favorite satire site, The Babylon Bee. Here are this week's top five Babylon Bee headlines. All right, we've picked our favorite headlines and we'll now decide which one should be named Queen of the Hive. We start with spooked by January 6th footage, McConnell withdraws head into shell. Next, larger Democrats warn that anyone watching unedited January 6th footage could arrive at unapproved conclusion. Next, historians stumped how kids throughout history didn't commit suicide despite having no access to gender surgery. Next, AOC proposes nationwide ban on straws after learning Trump won straw poll. And finally, Jeremy Boring sitting in warehouse full of tires waiting for Goodyear to say something <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Katie? I like that one. Katie, your top pick. Oh. I'm going to go one and five. So the first one I like because it, it combined McConnell. a whole lot of things that have happened. Number one, if you don't know that uh, Mitch McConnell is a turtle, then yeah, I don't where's know. Where's the turtle shell? That's, he, a, that's just he's he, they going into they, a coat. Yeah, if they would have had, yeah. he's just yeah, anyway, <laughs> going withdrawing into his shell. Um, but the whole January 6th footage coming out, and if you see yeah. that, like, it's not at all what the narrative had no. been for the past couple the of years. The media lied. The media lied, right? The, the J6 committee lied. Yeah, but then it combines with the whole fact that McConnell got a concussion, and then so yeah. it's like combining. So I like how Babylon B, they're smart about yeah. that type of stuff. But then Jeremy Boring, that's such a good one, because if you don't know, the Daily Wire's uh, Jeremy Boring, who's the CEO. Jeremy's Razors? Yeah, Jeremy's Razors. They came out with basically Jeremy's Chocolates now because of what Hershey did. So they, they came out and released actual, like, two different chocolate bars, one with nuts and one without for the gender. So the, yeah. the he bar and the she bar. Yeah. And if you don't know which one is the one with nuts and not, then he says basically 
you're the one we're trying to fight against. So, so I had, an, I, I had a, a close tie between uh, the January 6th footage could, could arrive at unapproved conclusion. In other words, mm -hmm. they don't want you to see all the footage. Correct. They don't want you to think for yourself. You're supposed to believe what you're told by the uh, Democrat media complex and the Marx, Marxists in charge of our government. But I like the AOC one. Come I, on. Any AOC one that is so good. You can just so hear her good. want this nationwide ban on straws because yep. Trump won a straw poll. See, that's low fruit for me. AO anything AOC. If you don't know who that is, it's Representative Alexandre Ocasio-Cortez. Cortez. Cortez. All right. Just, <laughs> just, just look her up on Instagram. Yes. Like I do. So always more to come, but uh, that's going to wrap up our top headlines of the week. More satire next time, Katie. All right. Well, if you're Fun. a fan of our show and not AOC, then please do your thing by liking, commenting, sharing this video, subscribing to us whatever you want to do you know uh if you're watching us on social media now for david and myself thank you for watching thank you for listening and thank you for supporting this show until next time stay educated educated is directed and produced by mike menzel hosted by katie petrick and david fiorazzo makeup and hair by katie shoal graphics designed by dan kaler educated is owned by freedom project media See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project media app. Copyright 2023.